Hey everybody, welcome back to Explain Like I'm 5, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. And I'm Kevin. So Kevin, today we're talking about something most of us have used, and that is the GPS. The first question is, how is GPS even free? I mean, GPS has such a major impact on our world, but surely it needs to be a profitable endeavor for the companies that offer a service like navigation without subscription fees or ads or anything. So how is it that GPS is offered to us essentially for free? Great questions. So that's generally because GPS is not like a mobile or cell service. Your phone, it has a GPS receiver inside of it. And these receivers are basically just radios that listen to broadcasts by very specific satellites. And then it uses a lot of math to actually calculate your location. So there's no um, back and forth data transmission at all. There's actually no capacity limit and thus no extra costs for getting more users. But to clarify, GPS is not free. <laughs> it costs about like $12 billion to put it up in the first place. And then it costs another you know, $2 million per day to maintain. It was actually created by the U.S. Department of Defense for military usage, and it will likely still be maintained even if no civilians uh, used it anymore, just like it was before it was actually even opened up to the public. Hmm. So what happened such that it became open to the public? Oh, so there was this flight, Korean Airlines Flight 007, which got lost. It actually accidentally flew into the Soviet Union and was unfortunately shot down. And so it was that incident, which was when the uh, Reagan administration decided there were really good reasons to, you know, let civilians use something like GPS. And, you know, over the years, it has since become so important to everyone that now the Pentagon can always get more cash to upgrade it since it's, you know, such a huge public benefit. Now, why does GPS work underground sometimes, under big buildings, you know, even places where radio signals, Wi-Fi, and cell phone signals may struggle. Oh, well, you might think it does, but GPS doesn't really work inside. It's actually really flaky if you don't have a clear view of the sky. But what happens is that most GPS systems are augmented, meaning, for instance, they can use your other sensors like accelerometers to know the speed and direction of travel. And with this information, they can actually extrapolate from the last known GPS position to show you what it thinks your current position is. So, you know, when you're in like a tunnel or something, your GPS, it can't really locate you. But the positioning system can take the last GPS read and adds your movement since then, plus the assumption that you're kind of, you know, still on the same road and it kind of plots your position inside the tunnel. These uh, inertial navigation systems actually predate GPS but they lose accuracy over time if they're not calibrated to, you know, a fixed position every so often. Is it related to also how phones sometimes ask you if you want to use Wi-Fi to make your location more accurate? Yes, I was also just about to mention that. Mobile phones also use a whole slew of other techniques to augment GPS, and Wi-Fi is a really important one. What happens is there's essentially a shared list of Wi-Fi base stations and their locations. Same thing with other sensors like Bluetooth and cell phone towers. Interesting. Now, how can GPS positioning handle so many devices all at once? Oh, well, like I said, um, your GPS device is just a receiver. So all devices are listening to the same signal. In the same way, millions of people can listen to the same radio station, right? 
But the key technique that makes it all work here is actually something called triangulation. Ah, yes, we should explain that. What does triangulation mean and how does it work? Can you ELI5? Uh, triangulation, as you could maybe infer from the word, involves uh, three, something about three, right? So uh, imagine if you were somewhere near three cities and you don't really know where you are, but each city is now sending out a signal. And from the signal, you could determine approximately how far away you are from each city, but not exactly where you are or from which direction it's coming. And basically, you need to do a lot of math, figure out you know, you know a certain distance from city A. Um, now, now you know that you are on somewhere like on a circle of you know a radius centered around city A, but you don't know which direction you are, right? And then you do the same thing. You figure out what distance you are from city B and draw another circle around that, and also city C and draw a circle around that. And actually, by this point in time, if you find out where the two circles uh, uh, intersect, uh, and, or, or all three circles intersect, that basically is your exact location. That all makes sense. A uh, bit of orienteering there. Um, but the question that brings about is, how does a satellite figure out your distance from it? Or how do you figure out your distance from that satellite or the city? Oh, so GPS satellites here uses something, uh, it's actually a very precise clock to figure out distance. It works a bit like when you see lightning and you know you count the seconds before the thunder to figure out how far away it was. Mm. Uh, knowing that light is almost instantaneous and that sound travels slower at only about 343 meters per second. So GPS uses signals that also travel at the speed of light. So the clock needs to be very precise to figure out how long it took, but modern technology can do that. Um, it could also use more than three satellites to get an even more accurate position. It's also worth noting that the maps and directions are all done by your device and it's stored locally on it. The satellites just provide a timing signal so the GPS can figure out you know, where on its map you are. And the interesting, interesting thing about GPS is that it isn't the only satellite navigation system in existence. There are a couple others, right? Oh yeah, that's a pretty fun fact. Uh, GPS is definitely not the only navigational constellation out there. There are three other major ones. One's called Galileo, which is owned by the European Union. Uh, and then there's GLONASS, which is owned by Russia, and another one called Beidou, which is owned by China. So do you need different phones to support each of those different GPSs when you're in different countries? Oh, so most modern GPS receivers, including the ones in most phones, uh, support multiple constellations. Using more satellites helps improve accuracy overall and how quickly the receiver can, well, determine its position. So being able to listen to multiple systems is a clear advantage. More satellites are likely to be within view of the sky, uh, depending on where you are. And also speaking of accuracy, most of these other systems are actually better than GPS. So for example, Galileo can provide an accuracy of up to 20 centimeters. That's like 0.7 feet on most smartphones uh, compared to GPS, which is only accurate to around three meters, uh, around 10 feet. Good to know. Did you learn something new? If you did, send us an email. We are at ELI5, the podcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you, especially when you've got comments and suggestions for us. If you are a regular listener of this podcast, please do leave us a rating on iTunes because it helps other people to discover and find our podcast. As always, thank you to the community at r slash explain like I'm five, and we will see you all next week.